Matthew. We're going to the 17th chapter of the book of Matthew. First part of the 17th chapter is the transfiguration when Jesus was transfigured before his disciples. And Moses and Elijah appeared. But we're not going to deal with that part. We're going to look at the last part of chapter 17, verses 14, and the remainder of the chapter. And I want to give you something maybe it will challenge you, strengthen you, and encourage you. We'll give you the thought on what do you do when it seems God's not listening. Amen. What do you do when it seems like God is not listening? Now, that may sound a little funny and odd to you, but actually God hears everything. But there's been times I felt like God was not listening. I prayed and it seemed like God didn't hear me. And sometimes I prayed and he didn't hear me. And it wasn't God. It was me. I was out of where I could not get in range. Sometimes we can get out of distance with God. Now, God knows everything about me and knows everything about you. And I can't get far away that God don't know where I'm at. But I can get away from him that I don't know where he's at. And uh, it changes things. But I want to look tonight in chapter 17. Let's stand and read together. In the 17th chapter, starting with verse number 14, the Bible said, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to the to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you or if ye had if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible. Unto you, howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. And while they abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men. They shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceeding sorrow. Amen. You be seated, and we'll pray. Our Father, tonight we do thank you for the privilege of opening the Word of God. And getting something from it tonight that's a strength, a help, an encouragement, a challenge. I pray tonight, Lord, that your perfect will might be performed in the lives of these men and women. Thank you, Lord, that they've uh, got out and come to the house of God on this Lord's uh, Wednesday night. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have to meet. Now give me wisdom and understanding and the power of the Spirit of Christ tonight to use me in a mighty way, God, that you might... Reveal what you want to reveal to your children here tonight. Give us strength and encouragement. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Now I know this tonight, that God has a plan for you and God has a plan for me. God's plan for you may be a little different than the plan that God has for me. But basically it's all going to be doing the same thing, glorifying the Lamb of God. Sometimes, and I have a desire, and I know you do, if I ask you tonight, how many of you want to do the will of God, you'd... I would say and hope, and I'm not going to do it because I don't want to be disappointed. Amen. I would think tonight that everybody's hand would go up in the air. I want the perfect will of God, preacher, for my life. I believe that would be our prayer. Should be at least. But you know, sometimes to get where we need to be, uh, we'll get ahead of God. Amen. And the best we can do, we'll, we'll get out of the will of God. And I want to look at some things here tonight that I believe will be a help to us. Sometimes we walk ahead of Him. And God lets us walk ahead of Him sometimes. Did you know God will let you do that? You want to get ahead of God? Hip yourself. He'll let you do that. And then when you get yourself in trouble, you're always calling on Him to catch up with you. And uh, He don't always do that. He may let you have some trouble. Sometimes He lets us walk behind Him. Amen. And uh, when we're behind Him, we are falling afar off. We aren't first-hand, we're not in first-hand contact with the Son of God. And we have problems with that when I get behind Him. Sometimes we walk to the right. Sometimes we walk to the left. In other words, we'll make a detour in our lives when we're supposed to be staying where God wants us to be. Sometimes we just plain get tired and sit down. Amen. I believe we've done that a lot of times, haven't we? Amen. I have. I've got the place that I got tired and sit down. Sometimes we will just plain ignore him. He speaks, and sometimes we'll say, I don't know where I ought to. And sometimes you even, and you prove that to yourself sometimes, because uh, the Lord will speak, and then you don't do it, and later uh, you wish you had God to tell you to do something. And when you get up in the morning, and you don't do it, and you go to work, and the next thing you know, the first thing that happens on the job is something you should have done before you got there. And you're saying, oh, that must have been the Lord speaking to me. You ain't never been there, have you? Sure you have. Amen, I have. And uh, you, you get get the place you just kind of ignore and push him to the side. Now God has an order tonight to get me where he wants me to be. He has an order for you as well. And I want to look at this for just a moment. And I pray that the Lord might help us. Number one, God gives us the Bible to teach us, to guide us, to lead us, to bring us into knowledge. And if we don't read his Bible, that's the road map. That's the guidebook. That's the manual. And if we don't read that tonight, we cannot know the will of God. How many times have you ever uh, looked in the Word of God and found exactly what God wanted you to do by what you just had read? God guides us by the Word of God. Maybe go to the church and a preacher preaches something. And uh, He guides you with the Word of God. And now you know exactly what God wants you. Maybe you listen to the radio sometimes and it tells you what through the man of God on the radio tells you. Amen. Uh, I hope it's that. I don't believe He's going to tell you through most everything that's on the radio. Amen. But He will through the preaching the Word of God. Maybe it's a gospel song sometimes that God gives you a little insight of what you ought to do. And God uses... Of the Word of God, and even in the songs or in testimony, or maybe some friend of yours tells you and quotes the Scriptures and gives you the Scriptures and helps you. So God has not left us in the dark. I'm glad I'm not in the dark tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 
I'm glad I'm not blind in the fact of not knowing what to do. Secondly, God not only uses the Word of God, but I've said this over and over and over, He uses the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God tonight, God will direct you in that little still, small voice down on the inside. God speaks when nobody else speaks. And listen, everybody else can be loud and screaming, but the still, small voice of God can get your attention. And when He's speaking to you, you need to follow Him. And not only that, but he'll use good godly friends and uh, preachers and uh, godly Christians to help you. Sometimes they're family members, sometimes they're not. You can't take everybody's advice. Amen. You have to search it out. Now I'm looking at this tonight. Then he said that uh, we'll point to says one more thing and I'm going to point out that tonight a little later. One more thing that God uses that many times we overlook. Going to look at the Scriptures here in verse 14. Here he's talking to the multitude. Or they come where the multitude were. And uh, they, here comes a man in that crowd. And he's kneeling down before him. Knowing that if he can just get his son to this man, uh, things is going to happen. And he said, Lord, have mercy on my son. Amen. For he's a lunatic. He is full of a devil is what he was. And sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth in the fire and oft into the water. Dangerous things. You know the devil make you do dangerous things. That's what I'm watching my country do tonight. Dangerous things. They're listening to the wrong voice. I noticed this week on, uh, and I don't watch news, but I see a lot of stuff sometimes and hear a lot of things. And I, as far as the, as, as the network news, I'm not going to spend my time with it. You don't tell me uh, the facts. And I get all that. And I look at this, but I want to tell you, I've seen where they had showed that here's a crowd out there that's taking uh, uh, Black Lives Matter into their hands and they had waving banners in the street. But one said, uh, America is over. Walking up and down the streets in America this week. America is over. Now, you can sit there tonight and not pay much attention to that, but I want to tell you, that's exactly where the world has come to and our country has come to. I'm uh, looking at this thing, and I know everybody's talking about the new president. we got a new president. Amen. He's never been declared president by anybody. And I'm praying, and I want to try to share with you. I've done more praying over our nation in the last six months and year than I've ever done. But I've done more praying in the last week and a half than I've ever prayed for any kind of political candidate. Brother, I'm praying now for our nation. Brother, I want to tell you, I've been weeping, crying, and I'm not bragging, praying, even fasting. I have to watch what I do. And and food-wise, with sugar, I have to be very careful. But I want to tell you something. I've tried to give up things and let God know that I'm serious about a nation. Brother, when this is all said and done, I'm looking for the same president we've had for the four, last four years to remain the president. Amen. You said, preacher, I'm not looking for that. Well, I'll accept the fact when they come in and, and they can go ahead and prove that there has not been any fraud. And when they can prove it, and when you go to looking at it, how many elections you ever seen in your lifetime uh, that's taken this long to still count and cannot come? I know they had the chads in Florida, little old things like that. 
But I'm talking about we got several states right now that can't make a prediction and they're still finding and counting ballots, which is illegal. Brother, I know there's some fraud. And so I want to tell you, you said, well, you're not, I'm not a politician. No, sir, I'm not. But I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm praying and seeking the face of God and fasting that God will turn this nation back around. Uh, amen. And not let them have that. They get by with this. We'll never have another good president ever. Amen. They've taken all your liberties away from you. And brother, I'll tell you, I, I wouldn't care too much if, 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 I, if I was just looking at it from me. Amen. What is it? Four more years? I don't even know where I got four years. You don't either. But, I mean, why not I worry about it? I could about face about anything in the little short distance I've got. I may live to be a hundred. I don't know. Doubt that. But I'm saying, I'd hate to have to live to be a hundred knowing how bad I feel now sometimes. <laughs> Amen. But I want to tell you something. I might live a long time. But I do, I am concerned about my children. I am concerned about my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. I am concerned about them. And brother, I'll tell you, I spent some sleepless nights in the last few days. And amen. So I know I got nine hours of sleep Sunday, a Saturday night. But brother, it ain't been that way since. Brother, I want you to know I'm concerned. But I want to also let you know that you're not the only one. Amen. There's people out there feeling the same way that I'm feeling tonight. And brother, if we don't see God intervene tonight, we're going to have some problems. Amen. Now, here this man came to him and said, I want you to touch my lunatic son. Sometimes he jumps in the fire. Well, you know good and well. That's not natural. Amen. I know what to happen if my boys is jumping in the fire. Amen. I know what I'd have, what'd happen if I, my boys was jumping in the water, trying to drown themselves, but this man was full of devils. And so we find them, they bring him to Jesus. And the Bible said, and they, when he told that, he said in verse number uh, 16, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. They couldn't do nothing with him. Down in verse 17, Jesus answered and said, O faithless and first generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. We've got to get him to Christ. And I say tonight, we've got to get America to the Lord. Amen. You hearing me? We've got to bring our situation. I'm telling the Lord and I'm begging, pleading with him. I'm trusting him. Brother, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give in and give up about this mess until the I mean, to the last song is sung. I'm not giving in to this tonight. Brother, it's the principles I've stood far for down through the years. And brother, when somebody's against the Word of God, they're against the church, they're against uh, people who love God, and they're against the principles and the fundamentals, and all they want is abortion and a homosexuality and sin upon sin. Amen. And we got young people running up and down our country, and now they're... And I, t- I preached on this Sunday. They they want to have they want to have dope legalized. Well, just mark this down. If they legalize marijuana and they have, and they keep legalizing that stuff, it won't be long till they start legalizing heroin and all the other stuff, hard stuff, because that's where it leads. Twenty years ago, would you ever believe that they would have? 
legalized marijuana? What if I told you 20 years ago that they're going to legalize it? You said we got a we got a lunatic in our pulpit. That's what you'd have said. Amen. 35, 40 years ago, what would you have said if I'd have got up and so told you that they're going to legalize and make uh, men run with men and women running with women legal and call it an alternate lifestyle? You'd have said he's a double lunatic. But it's here. They want more of it. They don't want less. They want more of it. All right. Now let me just share you something else. And I want to go down a little bit faster and farther than this. I said a while ago, God speaks through the Bible. God speaks through the Holy Spirit. And God speaks through something else. Through preachers and men of God in churches. But there's one more that sometimes we overlook. God speaks through the providence of God. Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you right here, standing before you tonight, that God has spoke to me from the Bible, and I've ignored it. And if you hadn't done that, you're lying. Sometimes God's Word is plain to us. But somehow the devil can rob our thinking on the Word of God, and we start ourselves putting question marks about the Bible. Just because the devil puts them question marks in our mind. And we're not so sure. There have been times in your life you're not sure where the Word of God wanted you to do one thing or another. Had a fellow in the church. He's dead now, but had a fellow in the church one time and he'd get up in the church making a testimony. And I mentioned this before. And he'd say, Preacher, I don't know where it's God or the devil speaking. And I'd say, well, if you don't know which one it is, don't do it. Don't don't repeat it. Because if you don't know, don't do it. But many times he'd say, I don't know where it's God or the devil. And you've been there. And there's sometimes that I look at the Word of God that way, and I don't know where this is the way I ought to interpret it, or should I interpret it a different way? So sometimes the Word don't work on me. Amen. Surely I ain't the only one in the house feels that way. I mean, is there anybody in this building that's followed the Word of God, dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, done everything it told you to do for all your life? Amen. You ought to be the first one in the altar if you have. You say that, I mean. Secondly, I've not always done what the Spirit of God told me to do. And I've always had a special little prayer that I've prayed down through the years. And this seems to be one that works. Now some of us are like, uh, our churches are filled with Gideons. And I'm not talking about the ones that pass out Bibles. God said, Gideon, I want you to go down there and do that. He said, now, Lord, he said, uh, I'm going to put, i got to test this out. i got to try it. Have you ever tried God? I'm going to put this fleece out there and if it rains on, I mean, not frost, but it dews on it tonight and the rest of the ground's dry, then I'll know that this is you speaking. And God did it that way. He got up the next morning and just like he had asked for it. 
But he said, now, Lord, tonight, I want to put the fleece out there, and I want the fleece to be dry and the rest of the ground wet. When God answers our prayer, we ain't satisfied with that, are we? Got to check it out some more. Amen. Does that kind of coincide with your life a little? I look at that now in our situation here. Everybody and his brother, and right, I've never seen an election like we've got right now that's ever been this much of a turmoil, except for the Chads, and that was on one little state. And uh, I can see where they come from on that, but it's many election laws and many good equipment and, and supposedly as much human intelligence we've got in these modern days, so-called. You'd think they'd been able to look at look at Florida. Florida got their election done real quick, and they've always once been problems. There's been problem child, but not this year. Done good, and now it's the same states. Don't that make you raise a red flag? Amen. And the president, let me just give you something. The president, most of the presidents have done got up and said, okay, I concede. I hope ours don't. I hope he does not say, welcome to the presidency, Mr. Biden. I hope he don't. If he does, we're over. As long as he can... Have rule for that thing. Brother, they can go that thing. A lot of people don't know what I'm fixing to tell you. Some of you do. But this is actual truth. There's been in history two presidents that refused to concede. The 1800s. You didn't know that, did you? What would happen? Some of you did. You got your history. But two presidents... And uh, guess what happens if Mr. Trump does not concede? No, not hardly. It'll have to go to the courts and end up in the Supreme Court. When he gets to the Supreme Court and he still don't concede to the thing, it goes to the House of Representatives. And then it's as though it's never had an election. And they don't go by electoral college. Hey, study this out when you go home. Huh? I know it's true. And it's in the Constitution that what happens when it goes to the House of Representatives is they don't go by the electoral college anymore. They go by the state's votes. Whoever rules the state. Mr. Trump had more states for him than the other one. Check me out. Our president knows what he's doing. And then they turn around and say he's a dictator and took it over. And I don't really care. They can say what they want to. Because I want him to go clean the swamp. That's 
He's trying to pull the plug. His arm ain't long enough to get to the bottom yet, but he's working on it. You clean house before then, I thank you. But God uses the providence of God. When I would not listen to the Word of God, and when I would not listen tonight to the Spirit of God, and when I would not listen to the men of God, then God takes providence into His hands. Providence is that which God does. He can do anything. He's a sovereign God. He can do anything He wants to do, anytime He wants to do it, the way He wants to do it, to whomsoever He wants to do it to. Hmm? So we find that that's happening. He said, why could not, or they said, why could we not? Why could we not? Why could we not cast this devil out of this lunatic? He said, you've got little faith. Your faith's not strong enough. If you had strong enough faith, you could say to the mountain, be removed, and it be removed. And he said, but this kind only comes but by faith. Prayer and fasting. Now, I want to tell you something. God's people need to agonize. I'm not, I know I'm more political tonight than I've ever been, but I want to tell you something. I'm watching my nation, my country go down, and my heritage of what I preached for for 51 years almost swiped. No telling what they'll do to us churches tonight if they, they change the regime. Amen. This is a communistic kind of thing. And I know they had not went out and said we're going to be communists and all that. But they've identified with that crowd. And that's what they do. They take it all over. I'm fighting it. Amen. Amen. They put Mr. Biden in. I don't know how many days I'm going to uh, weep and mourn. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, I'll just fall in, fall in that way. Well, you may do it. Then they'll use that little scripture over there. Well, they'll use it. We're supposed to be under subject to the higher powers. Well, they have in America introduced legislation. And I hear so much about Roe versus Wade. And said it's all right to have an abortion. You know what? What was it? Sixty-three. They done that. I believe it's sixty-three. Yeah. Wasn't that right? I believe I'm right. Don't matter. One day they did it, and I have never backed them up on it. Anytime the government's right, we stay with them. When they're not with, I realize we respect the office and the position. But God never expects His child to go against the Word of God. Amen. Keep that in your mind. You said, well, will you be a rebel? I'm a rebel. Amen. Daniel was a rebel. Amen. You're right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Now, what I'm preaching tonight at this church, lots of other churches would throw me out the door. And uh, you may want to, but remember, I'm a pretty good-sized feller. <laughs> I can't run fast. But you'll have your hands full. I can't run, but I can kick. The Lord 
said this kind comes only but by prayer and fasting. You don't have to get serious minded about this thing. Last week I was coming to the conclusion of, well, praying's about over. Ain't nothing else we can do. It's done. But I want to tell you something. What I've seen down through the days, and I've watched this, and for 51 years of my life I've said, Lord, don't let me do wrong. That's one of my favorite prayers. Prayers you never heard me pray. I was raising kids. I was praying this prayer. Working on a job. I was praying this prayer. Pastoring churches. I was praying this prayer. Lord, don't let me do anything today that will bring reproach upon you. God, control me and take care. And Lord, don't let me do something I shouldn't do. And you know, I've watched for 51 years. God has took care of that. But I'll tell you what He will do. He'll use His providence to show you when you won't listen to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Amen. Somebody said, did you know I was, I, was, I was trying to decide, was I going to need to do this and do that? And all of a sudden, somebody come up to you and says something to you. And you thought, how did they know I was even thinking that? Yeah. You know what that was, don't you? Yeah. That's the providence of God. Amen. Amen. You got down praying, oh God, give me a new job, give me a help, uh, do something for And then all of a sudden, the next day, somebody approaches you with one. Now the devil can do that too, I, I know that. But when you're seeking the face of God, and you mean business, God can put you in the right place. He can put the right people in your place where you're at to help you. Verse 24, chapter 17 said, And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He saith, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? He's always asking Peter what he thought. He had a wild mind. (laughs) Amen. And I I didn't mean that in a bad way. But it said, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto him, Then are the children free? Then are the children free. It's not a question. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast an hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. Not the second one, not the third one, but the first one. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and thee. That's the providence of God providing. What do you mean? Well, first of all, somebody lost their money. Yeah. May have been counting it in the boat and dropped it out of the water in the water. I don't know. But the water of the Money went floating. And it's strange. It's just the right amount for the taxes. Floats down in the water. Isn't that kind of strange? Isn't that kind of odd? No, it's God. And uh, here comes this little fish tending his own business. He sees it. Puts it in his mouth. I don't know much about fishing. I don't have catch nothing big enough to swallow our big water money, but... Usually a fish is swallower. 
Must have been a big enough wad he couldn't get it down. Couldn't get it out. Can you just see? He couldn't get it down. He just hung in his mouth. And uh, Peter catches him. And it had to be bad, uh, uh, had to be enough that he had to open his mouth. Because he said, when you open the mouth. And he got the money out. And then, that's the providence of God. Just one little fish. That's the providence of God for Jonah. Just strange that that whale was at the right place at the right time. No, it's not strange. That's God. Providence. Amen. You get out in the morning and somehow you forget something. You ever forgot something when you got your car all cranked up and your seatbelt on? And you think, well, I didn't get that. And then you say, well, I'll just get it next time. And then you recognize you've got a habit today. And, uh, well, the key to your house is on the key ring. And the vehicle's running. So you have to cut it off, unsnap, go unlock the door, go in, get that. Come back out, lock the door, get in, crank it up. And now you look and you say, oh, I hope I make it to work on time. And you get down the road, and next thing you know, there's a big, terrible accident. And it probably just had happened. You could tell by the how long it's been that it's probably about the time you come through first. Isn't that strange? That's the providence of God. Amen. I could just go on and on naming you things that's happened in my life that God just out look like a said that's a coincidence. No, it's not God. Somebody, oh, I just lucky. Ain't no such thing as luck to a child of God. Amen. I don't operate under a crystal ball. I don't have a Ouija board to tell me what to do. Don't need it. Got the Bible. Got God. And I'm looking at this tonight and I'm seeing this and, and uh, they just had everything. They had everything they needed. The disciples did in the early, or in the three and a half years of their ministry. And boy, I'm going to tell you something. Our faith needs to be stronger than what it is. We're too weak need giving in to too much. And I'm going to trust God. If anything I leave with you tonight, I'm certainly trusting God for my nation. Because I got my church in mind. I don't want this place to have to be under their control. And tell me when I can do and what I can do. Amen. I know right now in the COVID stuff, they tell us when we go to church and can't go to church. They may get it and uh, may do it again. But I want to say to you tonight, uh, they're getting more and more control of what they can get the churches doing. Amen. If they ever get control of that, they'll tell you when you can preach and what you can preach. And I've never been told that. And certain ones get a hold of what I preach tonight, and I'll guarantee you I'm in trouble. And if y'all want to go snitch on me, that's fine. There's some in here, I believe, come get me out of jail. Amen. I don't want to lose your phone numbers. <laughs> Amen. Never been put in jail for, but if it's for standing for the truth, that's the only thing I want to be put in jail for. Amen. 
I don't want that, but I hope that's what it's for. I need more faith. I want some tonight, and I want to close the service like this. I wonder how many will come tonight to the 